Like we spend eight hours a day working for our money, but we won't spend 20 minutes a week managing it. Why? Why we like this? Let's build this habit, chicks. Yeah, so let's build this. Start reviewing your spending now. Yeah. December's the time. Hey, chicks. I'm Al. And I'm Sal. And this is Two Broke Chicks, the show that shares life lessons for the gals from the gals. And we're about to go into the last month of the year. Can you bloody believe it? I know everyone says this mm. and I sound like a 60-year-old man, <laughs> but where has this year gone? Seriously. Do you think it's because the last two years were like basically 70% lockdown that this year feels like it's gone especially fast because yeah. we've been able to do shit? Definitely. I feel like I've done a lot this year. We've mm. done a lot of travelling, been to Hawaii, America, Caves Beach. <laughs> <laughs> Caves Beach. Not once, Newcastle. but twice. Newcastle. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so it's just been – it's been – Good year. It has been a good you know year. What? It's been one for the books. I feel like a lot of the other years I've been a bit pessimistic, been like, this year shucked. Mm. And you know what? They did. <laughs> they did suck. 2019, 2020 and 2021 mm. were not good to me. Yeah, they weren't. They weren't good to a lot of people. Yeah. But especially those ones hurt my feelings a little bit. Yeah, they had it out for you. Love the last month of the year. It's it's the best time. It's a good one for sure. That week between like Christmas and New Year's, where you don't <sighs> even know what day it is, that's a good week. That is seriously the best. Yeah. So what we wanted to discuss today is ten things you should do by the end of the year just to wrap twenty twenty two up in a cute little bow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because December can be so overwhelming too. So it's mm. good to have a little checklist to get everything sorted before the new year. Mm. To get everything sorted and then you can hit the ground running in 2022. 2023. 2023. Oh, Rather. God. We're going to, you know, that phase of the first month where you just write the wrong date <laughs> the whole time. I'm yeah. still writing 2020. Oh, I'm still telling people that I'm 23 years old. <laughs> I'm 26. I'm like, no, COVID years don't count. Yeah, they don't. Anyway, before we get into the episode, we like to share our life lesson of the week. So hit me. Sally Bally, love of my life, co-host and soulmate. <laughs> I've got another gem of wisdom for you, as oh, usual. Here we <laughs> go. My life lesson of the week is another hack to take shots. No, it's not the Brita filter one. We know that didn't work mm-hmm. from our episode with Lucy and Nikki. This one's a natural. You don't need anything but you, yourself, and I. And it's one that our friend Pia, friend of the show, mm-hmm. taught me. The one who ruined my boyfriend's hair. That's the one. Not her fault, though. Not, not her, her fault. fault. Not her fault. So if you listen to the podcast, you would know that I am awful at taking shots, like truly awful. Truly. Um, like it, it's it, not her fault. It isn't. <laughs> She's but only it's small. So, it's such like a dramatic, traumatic experience for me. But this hack really does work. So you take the shot, swallow it, and while it's running down your throat, take a really deep exhale out. And it really reduces the burn of Mm. the shot. I don't know why, but it does. It really, really does work. Mm. Pia, our friend, is like a little 70-year-old nunna trapped in a 22-year-old's body. (laughs) Gorgeous Italian woman's body. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But she's the sweetest. She blew it at a bar and she's like, Oh, Sally, let me teach you this trick. And Sally was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) She changed my life that night. Yeah, it was a good night. We had fun. (laughs) Yeah. What's your life lesson? Okay, my life lesson is this tweet that I saw and it is this data collection of the time that you spend with people in your life. 
And the learnings from this data was kind of, it's very eye-opening. It's a bit uplifting, but also a bit depressing. And I thought, what better than to read out on the podcast? That's like us, a little bit uplifting, a little bit depressing. <laughs> bit depressing. So um, <laughs> basically there are six graphs and it's the data on who you spend time with over the course of your life. So the time spent with parents and siblings peaks at age 20 and then begins declining. And so every kind of graph has key takeaways as well. So the key takeaways is that your time with family is limited and time with parents declines very sharply after the age 20. By 30, you basically half it. Mm. And you may only see your loved ones a few more times. So the life lesson of that graph is to prioritize and cherish every moment. Mm -hmm. And then the time spent with friends peaks at age 18 and declines sharply to a very low baseline at around 33, which I think makes sense because you kind of find who your core core six are, I would say, after mm-hmm. like your mid-20s and your early 30s. Yeah. But then you start kind of having families and all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Fun stuff, I say, in quotation marks. So embrace f- friendship breadth but focus on depth. Mm-hmm. Cherish those who are with you through good times and bad and invest your energy in the healthy, meaningful friendships that last. Then time spent with partner trends upwards until death. So the key takeaway with this is that who you choose as a partner is the most important decision you'll ever make because you spend basically your entire life with them. So find someone you genuinely enjoy spending time with and Neville, Neville. <laughs> Neville Longbottom is who I choose. <laughs> Neville, I choose Not you. Not me trying to have like an insightful moment and be like Neville Longbottom. <laughs> But never settle for less than love. I love that. Mm. And then time spent with children. (laughs) Not for us, but we'll we'll read it out anyway. (laughs) It peaks in your 30s and declines sharply thereafter. Similar to kind of when you spend time with your parents, it reverses back as well as if you are the parent. Yeah, makes sense. So time with your children is short and the magic years will fly by if you let them. Be present in every moment, slow down and embrace the sweetness that children bring to your life. Mm-hmm. Time spent with co-workers, steady during the prime years of working, 20 to 60. <laughs> the key lesson is you'll spend a lot of time at work. Who you choose to work with is one of the most important decisions you'll ever make. <laughs> Find co-workers and work that create energy in your life. I really liked that phrase, create Mm. energy in your life. And then time spent alone, the final one, steadily increases throughout your life. So the key lesson with this is to learn to embrace solitude and being alone, flex your boredom muscle regularly, and find happiness and joy in the time you have to yourself. There will be a whole lot of it as you get older. Mm. So in summary, family time is limited, cherish it. Friend time is limited, prioritise real ones. Partner time is significant, never settle. Children time is precious, be present. Coworker time is significant, find energy. Alone time is highest, love yourself. Cute. I know, right? So wholesome. I just, when I was reading through it, I was like, I just love shit like this. Mm. And so that was Sahil Bloom on Twitter that, tweeted all of those kind of key takeaways and learnings um 
And it, yeah, I just thought it was a really good thing to kind of also look at going into the holiday season when you are going to be spending a lot of time with family, loved ones and friends mm. to, you know, really take advantage of the holiday season and being able to have fun and get off your phone. That's also like one yeah. for me. And spend time with the people that you love in your life. I love that. It's good yeah. perspective. It's good perspective because I think life, you know, passes us by and you don't mm, really realise. Like the that. last year. Yeah. My God. <laughs> good one. Thanks, Al. Anytime, Jill. <laughs> All right, let's get into the 10 things to do before the end of the year. Woohoo! All right, you're going to kick us off, Sal? Okay, so the first thing that you should do before the end of the year is review your personal and professional goals from the last year and see what you can do to achieve them by the end of the year if you haven't already. So, for example, one of my goals at the beginning of the year was to read at least 10 books and I realised I've only read seven books. So I was like, hack the system. We're going short stories, baby. Love that. So I'm going to add, like, a few short stories to my reading list. Do you want me to write a story for you? Done. Do you want me to write a short story for you? Oh, my God, I'm going to write. I'll give it to you for Christmas. Perfect. Okay, I'll write a short story for you. What should it be about? It's going to be crazy. I'll do a dramatic reading on the podcast. Oh, my God, okay. (laughs) I'm going to do it when I've had a wine. Oh, my God, amazing. Yeah. It'd be like Pally and Calyx. <laughs> I love and the one. wonderful adventures. <laughs> <laughs> I'm into it. We should publish it. Um, but yeah, so that's an example of one that I've done. But I think when it comes to the end of the year, like we get so busy. I think so many of us lose sight of our New Year's resolutions or goals by, you know, February, March. So it's good to check in. And I think if there are some that you haven't met, That doesn't mean that's the end. You can always roll it over to 2023, but have a look at the ones that you can achieve, whether it is, you know, getting a promotion at work, maybe book a meeting in with your boss, Mm. or if it's, you know, to save X amount for a holiday, even if you can't save the actual money, maybe put a budget in place to Mm. make it more achievable. So, Yeah. yeah. I think as well with that, even if you didn't achieve a resolution or a goal (laughs) this year... How much better are you going to feel doing a cute little sprint at the end of the year, whether it's, you know, whether you wanted to go to the gym a bit more over the next like four weeks, maybe go twice a a week if you wanted to go every day or something that's that's Mm. a little bit of effort that you're going to be happy you did something rather than nothing at all. Yeah, exactly. But also don't be too hard on yourself. Yeah, that's what I mean. I think like choose a couple that are achievable and just focus on those. Don't try and, th- mm. you know, throw yourself at everything. Mm. Off the back of that, the other thing to do before the end of the year is to write a done list of everything that you've achieved, big and small, over the last year. It's a lovely practice to do with yourself and it's kind of like a little bit of gratitude journaling but if, you know, that kind of manifesting gratitude practising isn't really your spiel, it's quite simple just to be like, I did this, done. Mm-hmm. So, like, for example, you know, going to Hawaii together this year, done. That's such a nice thing to look back on and remember and think of what an amazing experience that was as well and, you know, get a podcast in top five, done. Tick. Tick. So there's so many things that you can just look back and write a list. You don't have to make it too long. You could do 10. You could do three. 
mm-hmm. and just tick them as done. And how nice of, is that to have? Maybe keep it in a book that you write in every year. I love that. And you could look back on all the years of all the things that you've achieved. Mm. If you got a promotion, if you got a pay rise. Yeah, I love that. I did it last night to go through and I had, I remember, I think it was our first episode of the year. I was like, I want to visit blah, blah places by the end of the year. And I actually did it and was Mm -hmm. like, oh, my God. And it was going through that list that made me do it. And so there were, like, little things like that that, I don't know, going on a holiday might not seem like it's an achievement, but it is. It is because you have to work to be able to pay for it. You have to, you know, be in a world where you can travel Mm. and have that privilege to be able to do so. Yeah. And then, you know, there were other bigger things like I paid off my hex debt. This month, love that for you. Which was 11 long years, which I never, ever thought I would be able to do. Mm. Like I literally thought I was going to die with that baby. But, again, like I think I would have just gotten the email from or like seen it in, you know, the ATR and been like meh and let it pass by yeah. because I wrote it down. You know, just help me appreciate it a little bit more. Mm. So write your done list. Mm-hmm. Next thing that you need to do before the end of the year December is a fun time, but it's also an expensive time. Mm. So set up a budget for Christmas and the social season. So I think it's really easy to just spend heaps of money and then look back at the at the end of December and be like, oh, my God, what I've done, what have I done? Me, every year. Every year. So this year I've put a budget in place in terms of how much I'm going to spend on Christmas presents and then that was kind of enough for me. I was like, mm. that'll keep me in check. But I go per person as well. Like mm. this person gets this much, this person this much and like. Categorise yeah, it. Yeah, so that way I, like everyone's got a budget. Yeah. And then I can fit presents within that. Yeah, that's a so really good idea. Because then no one gets upset. Exactly. When someone gets more than the other one. It's I always Sal. Sal always gets the most presents from me. That I buy, <laughs> that I buy from everyone else. My my new partner was like, oh, so like, do I get as many presents as Sal? And I was like, no. Nice try, kid. Stupid. <laughs> idiot. You idiot. <laughs> you fool. Why am I even dating you? I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Wow. I'm kidding. But yeah, simple one, put a budget in place for Christmas presents, for social events, whether it's, you know, how much you're going to allow yourself to spend on cocktails and mm. new outfits, maybe suggest doing a secret Santa with your friends to try yeah. and keep love some of those costs Love a naughty Santa. Low. We do love a naughty Santa. Um, rent outfits instead of mm. buying new ones, you know, all those things. Just try and be a little bit more intentional with how you spend your money in December and I think putting those parameters in place can help you do that. Mm. It all adds up. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the monies, mm-hmm. here's a cute little practice that you can do to try and save $1,000 by the end of the year. It's always good to go into the new year with a little something in the tank if you want to go on a holiday in 2023 want to, you know, just it's always good to have money in your savings account. And I feel like the first thousand in a savings is always the hardest. Fully. So if you set up an automatic transfer to your savings account for $33, you will save over $1,000 by the end of the year. And so also a cute little tip on top of that is if you customise the name of your savings account to your goal, you will actually achieve it quicker. And that's a fun little tip that we got from a partnership we did with Ubank mm. for Black Friday. Yeah. We were in a meeting with them and they said that there was data. Um, obviously, everyone's different and this isn't financial advice, but 
There's data to show that when you name your savings account, your goal, whether that's a Europe trip, a certain amount of money, a wedding, you achieve your goal quicker and stick to it because it's like that constant reminder. Whereas Mm -hmm. when you see it and maybe if it's just called savings and you're out on a night out and think a round of fireball shots is a good idea, you're going to be like, oh, but then this is just going to take me behind and away from that goal that's sitting right in front of you in the name. Mm-hmm. It makes it more real. Mm. Yeah. So if you want to save $1,000 by the end of the year, set up an account transfer of $33 and take it home, daddy. Yeah. I feel like I spend $33 on I don't even know Same. by the time I step out my front door every Same. morning. So it's a good tip. Like when I am being lazy and I order my <laughs> like bagel and iced coffee on Uber Eats because I am a piece of shit, <laughs> it's like $20 every morning. Mm-hmm. Relatable. I know. I hate myself. <laughs> also relatable. Yeah. Okay. Next tip to do before the end of the year is do a digital clean out. So we've spoken about the importance of doing a physical declutter around your home, but Mm. I think that a digital one is just as important. So go through your camera roll and delete any duplicate photos, old screenshots, random receipts, photos of your ex, anything that you don't need. Go through your inbox, do the same. As you're going through, unsubscribe from any emails that you no longer need, you don't want anymore. And then maybe set up folders for, you know, if you have like travel, concert receipts is one that I always do, shopping receipts, stuff like that. And you can automate that going forward just to like clean it up for the new Mm. year. Oh, and on your laptop as well, do a declutter there. So delete, you know, any old files that you don't need, maybe reorganize your folders, empty your trash. Just get everything clean because if you're anything anything like me, I don't know what it was, but like at one point in the last month, my laptop, my email inbox and my phone were all being like, you have no storage, you have no storage. And I was like, oh my God, this is freaking me out. So I like went through and just deleted so much, reorganized and I feel so much lighter Mm -hmm. and better and more organized. I know we're a bit different in this, but my, like, in the way that we would do a declutter, Mm. but my kind of rule of thumb is, like, if I didn't need to go onto that screenshot or I forgot that screenshot was there or in that folder, if I can't tell you what's in that folder, it's just going to go on the bin. Mm. You don't need to spend, like, hours going through your laptop or your phone. Just go to the screenshots folder on your photos and just, like, mass select because chances are you'll be able to find it somewhere yeah. if you need, whether it's in your emails or whatever it is. Yeah. Because I can't be asked going through all of it, so I'll just mass select everything. I do that on my desktop all the time. I'm like, I don't know what any of this is, and that's the point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't know what any of this is, so I obviously don't need it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it just goes straight to the trash. Yeah. All right. Next one is to also clean out your beauty cabinet. So... I don't know if anyone's like me, but I have a bunch of makeup that is 100% expired. Mm -hmm. Your mascara, your eyeliner, and also your toothbrush apparently need to be replaced every three months. Mm -hmm. Your foundation and concealer needs to be replaced every year. And things like powders, um, like bronzers, blushes, setting powder needs to be replaced every two years. But some of these things are so big that... You don't end up going through it, mm-hmm. but it's off, baby girl. 
Oh my god. She ain't she ain't ready to work no more. The amount of like 2016 Morphe eyeshadow palettes. Oh yeah. And like you're not using them. Mm. So just I like if it's still in date there are a lot of services that you can donate to those um who are in need of, you know, b- beauty products and you know, things like that. But if it's off and you're just holding on to it for the last two years, just put it in the bin. Mm. You're not going to use it. You're not going to miss it, I promise. You're not going to be like, I need that one blue shadow from my Morphe palette six years ago. Throw out your James Charles Morphe palettes now. (laughs) If you got them when I got got mine, it needs to go. It is time. It's time to go. Mm -hmm. I like that. That's a good reminder. Mm. Okay, next thing to do before the end of the year is start building your habits to reach your New Year's resolutions. I love this one. So I think a lot of us, it gets to January 1st and we're like, okay, what do we do? And then we, you know, start brainstorming then and then, you know, you you have your week off, you get back into work and then by February, like, all hope is lost. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. So there's literally nothing stopping you from starting your New Year's resolution or your goal right now. So, for example, if you want to get into a hot girl routine where you're waking up earlier, maybe for the month of December give yourself a little challenge to wake up 30 minutes earlier Mm. every day and ease into that routine. If you want to be more active in the new year, try going for a walk for 20 minutes every day or at least moving your body for 20 minutes a day. Mm. If you you know, need to drink more water, buy a hot girl water bottle. Like there's so many little things that you can do just to set yourself up because so many New Year's resolutions are based on building healthy habits. So why not start them early and like ease yourself into it and also see if you even like it. Because if it's like, oh, I'm going to do a Pilates, you know, challenge for the whole year, you do it for a month and then you're like, oh, this isn't for me. You're like I'm bored or whatever. Yeah. 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 So start now, chicks. Get a head start. Yeah, cheat. why not? Yeah, <laughs> cheat. <laughs> cheat on your New Year's resolution. We were talking to someone who actually achieves their New Year's resolution, which how, mm. and their New Year's resolution was to never order takeaway food, and they did it for the whole year. I couldn't how? believe that. Don't know. I Am I impressed? One thousand percent. Props to you. Mm-hmm. And kind of on the wholesome wellness note, I love how we're very like gone a lot of these tips within like certain niches Mm. but is a 30-day journal challenge so we're actually going to put the 30-day journal challenge on our instagram at two broke chicks and it's a five-minute daily challenge to journal and kind of look over the last year and you know give yourself a pat on the back and maybe get some thought-provoking questions of things that you've enjoyed this year, things that you want to improve on, things that you want to stop doing and start doing and what you want to take into the new year and what you want to leave behind, whether that's, you know, certain feelings you have about things or what you want to lean into a little bit more in your personal life, relationships, work. Mm -hmm. And it's just a really good practice, which is what this episode's all about, is tying that year in a little, little bow Mm -hmm. and she's done now. Yeah, and I think having those prompts just makes that so much easier to do because mm. it can be overwhelming. That challenge, like, forces you to take the five minutes every day to do it, mm-hmm. gives you the questions to answer. It's so easy and it's fun. It's so much better because as well, if I don't have a prompt and I just have to sit there and be like, dear diary. Same. I'm like, hey, girl. <laughs> I'm like, how <laughs> are you doing? I'm like, yeah. I got nothing else to say. I'm like, woke up, bit sleepy. <laughs> 
Mine's gonna, like, <laughs> dear diary, mood apathetic. <laughs> I'm like, going to get a coffee and uh, talk to you later. <laughs> You're no. basically my journal. I just realized that. Because I text you and I'm like, this is what I'm doing <laughs> every second of every day. Yeah, exactly. It's a live journal, live journal. Mm-hmm. I love it. Okay, next thing to do before the end of the year is book in solo time. Love this. As we've said so many times, December is very fun. We love it. But it's very overwhelming and it can drain your social battery Mm -hmm. hard. So make sure to book in solo time, I would say, at least once a week. Every week between now and the end of the year. You should probably be doing this every month, let's be real, but... December, it is essential. So whether it's booking in a little Christmas night alone, you know, put on the holiday, put on the Grinch, you can come join Al and I. We have a movie night every mm-hmm. year, 23rd of December. <laughs> Literally. Take yourself to the beach alone, take a book, go to your favourite cafe and grab a coffee and treat yourself to a big brekkie. Just do things that are intentional, that are alone time, and are treating yourself. Yeah, you, you need can to recharge. recharge your social battery because you'll need it. Mm-hmm. And I think after the last, you know, we haven't really had a Christmas season for about three years now. A lot of Christmas events and social events were cancelled in 2021 and 2020. So I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of us are in for a bit of a rude shock mm. coming back in and all the parties are back in full swing. I'm already tired. Literally, <laughs> which is really exciting and I'm so grateful for, but mm. definitely book in that solo time. Mm. It makes the biggest difference because mm. then, like, when you do have a social event coming up, you're absolutely fanging for it. Fully. Yeah. yeah. And then last but not least, the thing to do before the end of the year is to... Sorry, chicks, but it's to review your spending. Mm-hmm. This is a scary, scary thing to do, especially personally. <laughs> so there's a few ways that you could do this. You could either go through your emails and see what subscriptions you've got, but probably the easiest thing to do is to go into your banking app because a lot of them supply you with an overview of your spending. And that way you can see exactly how much you're spending on, for example, streaming subscriptions, your gym membership, Uber Eats. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Afterpay, and it shows you kind of what you're getting the most out of and what you can probably cancel. Mm. I know that I've spent hundreds of dollars on a gym membership this year, and I think I've stepped foot into a fitness first four times. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not even exaggeration, like exaggerating. Yeah. I think I've gone to the gym four times. I've gone on walks and like, done workouts at home but actually going to the gym four times and I've, and I've spent $42 a fortnight. It's time. Let's actually work that out. It's time. How out. much have I actually spent? So 42 times 26. I've spent $1,092 on a gym membership that I've gone to four times this year. Oh, my God. That makes me want to cry. Do you know what I'm going to do? I am going to cancel my gym membership and I'm going to make that automatic transfer into a savings account. I love that. As well as streaming services, like I have all of them. I probably use about three. We only use Disney Plus. Mm. (laughs) It's real. (laughs) It's really the only one. Seriously. I read um, a quote, I think it was on Smart Women's Society, and it was like, we spend eight hours a day working for our money, but we won't spend 20 minutes a week managing it. Why? Why we like this? Let's build this habit, chicks. Yeah, so let's build this. Start reviewing your spending now. Yeah. December's the time. 
Mm-hmm. And then you know how much you've got to spend on Christmas presents. Yeah, for us. For me and you and you and me. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. Well, there's your 10 things to do before the end of the year. We didn't want to hit you with too many. I think 10's a good good amount. Mm-hmm. And it's going to set you up for the year. Going to make you feel good. Yeah, exactly. And 2022 on a high note, chicks. Mm-hmm. All right. So before we finish up the episode, we're going to share our product recommendations. So what do you got for me, Sal? So my product recommendation of the week is a new hairbrush. So we've got a lot of hair, so we need it. This one is the Ugly Swan Wet Scream Free Brush. I think it's maybe the best product name on earth, (laughs) personally. It's $36 and it, as you might have guessed from the name, is designed to be used on wet hair and I have quite... Like curly, wavy hair, but it really gets quite tangled when it's wet. And I've been loving using this either in the shower when I have product in or afterwards. It doesn't pull on your hair, doesn't mm-hmm. rip your hair out, unlike a lot of brushes, you know, when, when it's wet. And that can be quite dangerous for your hair. Um, quite dangerous for your hair. That is so dramatic. It's true, though. Yeah, it's You're damaging pull- for your hair. Whatever, bitch. Quite dangerous. Can I finish, please? <laughs> Trying to wrap up here. Trying to end the year in a high note. I, I mean, red the bill. No, because your hair is so important to you. That it like, is. It's like it's very dangerous. <laughs> dangerous for your hair. Anyway, so it's designed for curly hair especially, but it can be used on, on any hair type. And I also brought it with me to the beach the other day and found it really helpful for getting the knots out of my hair after I'd been a little mermaid. Yeah, left your fork at home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I left my dingle hopper at home. <laughs> Little moment reference for those who have no idea what we're talking about. Who are playing at home. My product recommendation is a brand and it is no <laughs> You can see Sal, she's throwing me kissy faces right now. <laughs> and it's the brand Nobody Denim. So this denim brand, specifically the jeans, is the best denim that and the most comfortable that I think I've ever worn. And it's because the fabric composition isn't like that rigid denim. It still has structure, but it's got this kind of spandexy stretch to it. That means it kind of, you know how when you wear flares or when you wear leggings, it kind of hugs your body and it really holds it all in and mm. makes it look really flattering. Kind of lifts you bam. Yeah, that is what these jeans do. They snatch you in at the waist, they hug your bum, they're kind of like scooch everything in and flatten everything that you don't want wobbling around and going all crazy Mm -hmm. and they're just so comfy Mm. they're so comfy they're so flattering and the sizing is really good because you can get in between sizes because they have the kind of 24 25 26 27 sizing that a 24 is a size 6 a 26 is a size 8 but you can get the 25 if you're a size 7 or you can get, you know, whatever your in-between sizing is, you can actually get that because that's something that I feel like I've always struggled with mm. is that I'll, you know, be in-between sizes and I'm like, well, I just don't know which ones to get. Mm. And then I always get jeans and then they don't fit properly and then I just don't return things because I'm a lazy poo and then I end up with literally 27 pairs of blue mom jeans mm-hmm. that don't fit. Yeah. So finding the perfect pair of jeans is gold. These nobody denim, they are a bit spenny. They're on kind of like the more expensive side of $200 upwards. But check them out on Boxing Day sales Mm. because they are, without a doubt, the best pair of jeans I own. 
into it. So comfy. I will be buying a pair. You can try mine on at my house if you like. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Sharing scary. All right, well, that is a wrap for this episode of Two Broke Chicks. We're nearly at the end of the year, gals. Wow. We've only got a few more episodes left. I know. It's crazy. We're going to miss you guys. I know. Don't worry. Well, we've got something in the works to keep you company over the holidays. Yeah. We won't leave you high and dry. But thank you to our production team, Priya Tahazada and Made in Katana Studios, for making this episode of Two Broke Chicks Happen. Let's have a very holly jolly motherfucking Christmas, shall we? Holly jolly. Holy jolly Christmas. Christmas. Thanks for having us in your ear holes, chicks. We love to be here. Bye, chicks. Bye, babies.